good morning good afternoon good evening welcome to today's episode of musings with jesus my name is shola i'm your host thank you for joining me today is the 16th of december 2022 it's a good day we thank god for that which he's doing which he has done he's about to do and will continue to do some days ago or my last i think four five episodes i did a musing on this song by pastor nathaniel Bassey, where you know he says see what the lord has done what we've waited for has come to pass see what the lord has done and for me it was just a really nice reflection on the grace and the mercy of god upon my life and the things that he's done and i'm still in awe at you know the fact that i'm ending the year in a much better place than how i started the year and um compared to last year you know and i just thank god i'm grateful because you know whether or not and this is where i think the humility of life you know life has a way of humbling you when the bible says that jesus learned obedience through the things that he suffered i understand it because it has humbled me because i realized that even if god did not do that miracle it will not change who he is. He did not owe it to me. You know, deliverance, it's not something he owes me. I mean, he's delivered me um, spiritually and all of that. I know that when I die, when I leave this body, I will go and be with him. You know, the Holy Spirit is in my life. Jesus has raised me from the dead. You know, all of that, I know what he has done in spiritual terms, in terms of how he has delivered my spirit and all of that. But whether or not he delivered me from this other situation i was faced with at the time whether or not i mean when i say he delivered me it means whether or not i came out of it through god's help or whatever directly indirectly however you may look at it it will not change who god is in my life it will not change who god is as as a a spirit as a creator as the creator but it, it, it doesn't really change anything. You know what I'm saying? You know, it doesn't make God better. Neither does it make it him worse. It may make me feel bad as, as an individual, as a human being. But it really doesn't change anything about God or the truth about his relationship with me or the fact that he's really God over my life or that the blood of Jesus Christ has cleansed me from all sin or that, you know, he has created a place for me. I'm seated in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus or that I'm blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. It doesn't change anything. You know? And so he didn't owe it to me to bring me out of this situation. But he did it anyway. And I am grateful to him because even if he did not do it, or I, I didn't, you know, even if it didn't happen, let me put it that way, I would still have had to continue to follow him, to love him, to serve him, to worship him, because he is the only true God. There is no other, there's no alternative. And I'm saying this from a point of presence. I have looked at the other alternatives I have looked at even the devil. Now, one thing that the Lord has done for me in my walk with him is that I can, I have seen, I have profiled the devil. I see him, I understand, I know him. And I think that has been, when I say I know him, I, yes, I can tell when he has been somewhere. I can tell where he is 
sometimes I myself get a little bit, you know, he's a good, he's very good at deceiving. So sometimes he, he, he manages to pull a little bit of wool over my eyes. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit always eventually shines a light. But by and large, looking through the lens of the Bible, I can actually pinpoint where the devil is. It's because his, his fingerprint is unmistakable. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping me describe it that way. It's looking through. It's not that I have one, you know, in its supernatural gift. Once I just put on the lens of the, of the Bible, what the Bible says, it's very easy for me to discern where the devil is, particularly on the big issues. It's very easy, you know. And again, of course, this is why we, you know we have to be very proficient in the Word of God because. You can only use what you know. And I say this, you know, very, I'm moderating what I'm saying because I know that nobody can be all-knowing at the end of the day, God knows. But God has created it in such a way that somehow, like I said, on the big issues, stealing, killing, and destroying, you can sense. So you may not know the micro, little, little bits and the whys and the hows and the all that, but you can sense, you can, one can see using the lens of the Bible to tell when the devil is involved. If in, in short, for instance, once envy, malice, anger, untruths, false witnesses gets into something, you know, once something comes into your life and begins to take your attention away from God, once you begin to feel somehow, you know, you're acting in a particular kind of way or you're feeling in a particular kind of way, you the devil is around. You don't need to see, you know, somebody with a broomstick flying around before you know that. You know, so God is is honing my senses and my understanding and my my understanding of the word in terms of knowing this more. So because I've seen the devil, and I think these days he is. I mean, when I look at the kind of evil that happens in the world and the justification of evil, <laughs> because for me it is. I mean, we are in a planet of seven billion people. It's natural to expect we're not in a perfect world. We're in a very imperfect world. It's natural that there will be hostilities between people, between communities, between within families. So that that hostility leads to friction, that leads to tension, that then leads to conflict. is not so much a big issue. For me, when that conflict then turns to oppression, torture, dehumanization, and outright destruction or annihilation of a people, of a person, of a community and groups, that is also a logical progression once you start from that point of whatever disagreement it is, regardless of how unsavory it may be. What I find completely evil is the justification of that evil. When even other people who are then outside of that drama, they look at the sequence of events and can still find it in their hearts to justify the evil, then you and then clearly there's something you know at that point i'm like yeah 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 there's something going on here this is not normal and that's the world we're finding ourselves where people even the evil are proud (laughs) to stand on top of what they are doing and try to gaslight you that the evil that they are doing is good and i'm seeing this everywhere it's happening everywhere on the planet i don't know if you guys are seeing it the most nonsensical um, conversations going on even in the issue of, I don't I mean, I know this is a very contentious issue for some, even in the whole conversation about COVID or no COVID, people are falling sick. I have, I, in fact, I have had it 
two or three times twice tested one time i wasn't tested but i suspected and i live in a country that is endemic with malaria this is not malaria neither is it flu what i had what i experienced in those two cases which was much milder than what other people had is nothing like i have ever experienced before in my life and there's a whole set of conversation of people denying that it exists even people in faith circles as well I don't want to get into the vaccine conversation because that one is very you know what it is so we are in a world now where it is even impossible to agree even on what is true what is factual not to talk of truth because if we if we can disagree about facts that we can see then how can we agree on the truth that we cannot see meaning the truth of the word of god and that's where the devil wants the world to get to to a place where even no matter how long you search you will never find the truth that's that's what that's the reason for all what we're saying because by the time you can doubt facts that are presented before you in the world that i grew up facts were in fact there was a word they had there was a phrase we used to say that facts are undebatable or something like that now facts are actually debatable as in people can actually debate the facts of my date of birth even though there are documents you know to support the date of birth there are eyewitnesses to support the date of birth there's a whole history to support the date of birth but in the world we find today people can debate that and, and, and tell me that you know it's just crazy it's madness so I keep telling people whenever I have conversations with some of my friends I tell them I said now more than ever I believe the narrative of the Bible it's not that I didn't believe it before but now I believe it from me from a perspective of experience this world is messed up and there are spiritual beings watching over the evil the, the bible describes them in ephesians 6 12 as the rulers of the darkness of this world it is clear to me there are rulers first of all there is clear to me one there is darkness in the world it's clear this world is dark then two there are spirit beings watching over that darkness watching over it and that's why when jesus came in john in the book of john the first thing he said is i am the light of the world i am the light and he said it to all of us too in matthew 5 verse 13 to 16 he said to christians you are the light of the world a city that is set upon a hill cannot be hidden because if we as Christians do not shine, the darkness will overwhelm this world. Exactly as it was described in Genesis 1, before God created the earth and before he shone the light. And what is our role? Our role is to just bring God in. Because the Bible says, in that same John 1, it says the light shines and the darkness cannot comprehend it. Exactly as it is when you switch on the light in your living room and everywhere becomes light at at night even though there's darkness everywhere and before you switched on the light you couldn't see anything you were likely to stumble in the dark you couldn't do anything you were likely to get yourself injured i mean you really can't do anything you can't do you can't cook in darkness you can't do anything meaningful even if you have your bath in darkness you know well you may not be able to do it the way you would have 
if you get dressed in darkness yes you i mean i've done that before you know what it's like by the time you get back to light and you look at yourself you realize oh my goodness so you can't do you can't do anything in an atmosphere of spiritual darkness and the devil is working overtime to make sure that that spiritual darkness is everywhere So Jesus is the light of life. He comes into our lives. He brings his light with him. And he wants us to become reflectors of that light to others. In what we say, in what we do, in how we pray for the communities around us. And how we make sure that we model that our life, that my life, my own life, my life, my testimony will be an example of what it means to be a believer in word, in deed, in faith and in purity. There is an ongoing battle and this battle is bigger than the problems and the challenges that you and I face. The devil wants to make sure that this entire world is given to the service and the worship of him and him alone. And that the world becomes a world where evil is good and good is evil. So for me right now, the word of God is the center, the anchor for my soul. I am so centered on the word of God because as far as I'm concerned, the entire world has gone mad. There's, there was a book, there's a literature book in Nigeria written by one of our great authors. I can't remember who I was. I don't want to mention the wrong author, so I don't ascribe this book to someone else. But it was called Our Husband Has Gone Mad Again. And it was written about, you know, the, a, a setting of women, polygamous women, you know, and every time now and then there's drama coming from the husband. I didn't quite read the book, but so I don't want to quote what I was wrong, but oh, um, I don't want to quote it wrongly. But that our husband has gone mad again means there's chaos in our world out there. And I'm seeing it now so much more than before. I've always known, but I, at least in those days, governments were responsible. In those days, you know, the faith leaders were, were accountable. You know, in those days, there, was, there were values. And then we knew there were people who were anti-values. And the values, you know, right and wrong, good and evil, seemed to, well, they, they seemed to be more than the anti-values. And there was that sense of you do good, it will pay off and everything. Right now, the people who are role models are completely bereft of values. Completely. In fact, the people who are actually, how would I say, people that you should follow in terms of values, most of the time they are everyday normal people who don't have much. They are the people who are the really solid people in terms of right or wrong people who have integrity who are credible they are most of the time unknown people but the people that we're all worshiping today who were quoting and celebrating and everybody's hanging on their every word they are thieves they are murderers they are liars there are people who believe that the end justifies the means and this cuts across every strata of society Unfortunately, even in faith circles, we have embodied that. We believe that material success means that God is blessing you. We now believe that material success means that you, you are doing something right. Whereas the Bible teaches us that there is deceitfulness in riches and that the devil is the God of this world and that he will give his wealth to anybody that bows to him. Which is exactly what he tried to do with Jesus in the, in the temptations. In the temptation in the wilderness. 
He will give the wealth to any, if you are willing to do anything, he will give it to you. So people will get money through any kind of means. Through murder, through bloodshed, through stealing, through rape, through roguery. And then all of a sudden they become, you know, the revered of the world. So actually I wanted to talk today about something completely different, but I believe that this is perhaps where I needed, this is where God wants me to go. These podcasts are really just about reflections of the heart and of the soul. And this is what is in my heart. And I don't think I can talk about anything else until I get this out of, out. So for me, I am learning to center my life more and more on the Lord. Right now, I rely on him to show me what is good and what is bad. I do not trust the world anymore. I don't even trust my own, my own reasoning. You know what I'm saying? I don't trust it as much as I used to. Because I just see that this, the whole world is just, it's just messed up. And like I said, the COVID thing was a typical example of that for me because I had personal experience with the sickness, with the illness. It was, it was, it was real. It's like somebody telling me that, I mean, I wear glasses, I'm short-sighted. Somebody now comes to tell me that the short-sightedness is in my mind. Are you okay? <laughs> As in, you understand? I've tried many times not to be short-sighted. I live with it every day. Don't come and tell me that it's in my mind. So, whatever experience you have had that makes you believe that is important, you know, Joe, you understand what I'm saying? And then it's just, it's just crazy. And that, I'm just doing that as an example, but I'm saying this is how misinformation, this is how the world has become this place where truth is impossible to arrive at. If you look at, you will find it. If you, if you, in fact, you cannot rely on the world anymore to deliver truth to you. And I think before, probably this has always been the case, but I think now I am more aware of this. So I spend a lot of time. I, I, I mean, and 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 I read, but I read with the consciousness of, okay, let me try and understand understand what's going on here. And I assess the facts, the data, look at both sides of the argument, and then I come to my own reasoned conclusion. And I do not allow the chit chat around me. Of course, I also lean on God to help me. I mean, again, going back to the whole COVID experience, because listening to a lot of people, you just derail yourself. And you not get yourself the help that you need when you are actually suffering. I mean, as in you're really... So it's, it's just a really, I thank God for God's presence in my life because what I'm now doing is I'm fact-checking my entire life with the Holy Spirit and with the Word of God. And I'm allowing Him to guide me in terms of what I do. And like I shared in two, two podcasts ago, I, episodes ago, I shared about how I, I recently found that I was deviating, I had begun to deviate away from what i found myself in a place that i didn't quite understand how i got where i was because i started developing some sense of beliefs about certain things that were happening to me and building spiritual principles around them and at some point i think the holy spirit gave me a reality check i don't even know how i missed him that i had really missed him devil had managed to deceive me you know and um god just i just something just happened and i was like no 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 
So do you know what I just did? I just went to anchor on the word of God. I actually did a musing about it. When I talked about love never fails, but I can't remember what title I called it. I just went back and I said, you know what? This is what the word of God says we should do in this situation. Even though I, I thought I had heard a leading to the contrary, now that I'm finding myself in this place where I can now tell that I am not where God wants me to be because stuff has started happening. Let me just go back to the word of God and follow it verbatim. That's exactly what I did. And guess what? It, it didn't fail me. It turned out that that was actually the right thing to do. And what I thought I was being led to do was actually not God at all. That's the subject for another music. But it's just showing me. Remember what I said at the beginning? I am now learning to look at the world through the lens of the Bible. Because that's the only thing that is sure and steadfast in this world. There's a lot of deception going on in the world right now. And that deception is an enemy of my soul. It's an enemy of our souls. It's coming to destroy us. It's not coming to help us. It's coming to, to weaken our faith, to weaken our sense of reasoning, to make us make consistently make poor decisions, bad decisions. And um, that's just... Anyway, I'll leave it at that because I believe that even though it seems like I'm speaking in parables, I believe that for those who God... I, I believe that Holy Spirit will fill in the gaps. I mean, sometimes I get feedback from people who listen and who know me and they say, oh, I was very blessed by what you said. And they pick out one or two things that resonates with them. The funny thing is that most of the time, it's not even what I thought would resonate that would resonate. So it just makes me realize that the Lord brings people who he knows would benefit from each of the episodes and that he speaks to them through the words that I'm the, that are most important for them to hear at that point in time and I'm grateful to that for him for that to him for that and I pray that that's how it will be with this episode as well so thank you very much for listening God bless you um, if this has blessed you please share with someone else and look forward to seeing you on the next episode as well stay blessed